I'm here with a good friend of mine, Brenda Martin. Hello, Brenda. Hello, Cassidy. How are you? <laughs> Doing great. Glad you're here today. Brenda, I wanted to ask you, um, just in the midst of everything going on, how are you doing? You know what? We're doing good. We're really doing good. Um, Jeff and I are, uh, I'm working at home and he's considered essential staff. So he goes to the bank every single day <laughs> and, uh, you know, interacts with the public, but we both have, um, just a piece. And at the same time, you know, we're being aware and trying to be wise. And so, but we're doing really, really good. Yeah, we're healthy, we're strong, and we're just praying. And then all our kids are doing well, too. My oldest son is a first responder, mm. so he gets a lot of prayers. Um, so, yeah, uh, but they're all doing well. And my granddaughter is learning how to drive in the middle of coronavirus. <laughs> 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 she has, she's at home now, and uh, she's uh, getting in the car and practicing. There's no cars on the street. <laughs> So uh, her father's trying to teach her uh, how to drive when the risks are very low right now. <laughs> so we're good. We're very good. That's awesome. Well, so let me ask you this. In the midst of, you know, I mean, a lot has happened in these last two weeks. In the midst of the unfolding of the stay-at-home orders of, uh, you know, we went from 10 people in the prayer room to the stay-at-home order as a pastor, as a uh, uh Mother, as what has your heart been going through as you're experiencing this? Well, you know, there's been disappointment because I love the prayer room and I love uh, the call that God has on the people who come in and serve and give their lives to intercession and ministry. And so uh, it's fun to get to do that together. And so, but, you know, at the same time, this is the season that we're in. And so we're just responding to what our authorities are saying and believing that it's for our good. Um, and so the disappointment has kind of segued into expectation. Mm -hmm. Like what deposits is God doing in us in the midst of this? He's, he's kind of sent us home uh, and there's, you know, different churches that serve there and different ministries that come together for this. And so right now we're in different places, but we're still together. And so, you know, there's something that he's imparting to us. And so I have an expectation and I can't even tell you fully what it is, but there is an expectation and an anticipation uh, of what is to come. And so yeah. that's where I am. First disappointment and then expectation. There is real disappointment right now, and like to acknowledge what's happening in our hearts, that's an important thing, right? Right. You get to watch, walk with many pastors and other leaders, and uh, how do you see the church responding right now? I, you know, Cassidy, we serve in a city that's just truly unique, I think, in many mm. ways. I would like to think that there's more cities like West Houston and Katy and the surrounding areas, you know, Brookshire, Fulshire, um, Richmond, Rosenberg. There's so many. And we're, I mean, to say that there is a unified effort is the only way I know to describe it. And it feels so 
much less than mm-hmm. saying we're unified, we're coming together. Um, you know that the pastors have linked arms, and first we were uh, they were uh, live streaming it from the prayer room, but then we got our stay-at-home orders. And so every Wednesday to see a different group of city pastors leading the city via live stream and prayer, um, they're not all from the same church. They are literally from different churches. And at the same time, we truly live in and press into this that we're one church, we're one family, and we're in this together. And so let's go before the Father in prayer. So that's been... uh, dynamic to watch uh, the pastors of the city lead the city in prayer. Um, And then just that, you know, unified, not only unified prayer, but unified compassion. Like this is, this has touched us. People are, restaurants are shut down. uh, Businesses are shut down. People are being impacted in their jobs. And that, that, you know, impacts them and more than just an income, whether it's insurance or, you know, even purpose and their emotional health. And so uh, there's efforts underway like, okay, let's find out where the needs are and then let's rally together and get our resources together to help meet those needs. And um, it'll get me choked up because it's just beautiful to watch the church be the church. So um, I see the church really coming together um, and praying together and seeking to reach out together um, and not ignore the reality of what's going on. Like it's not business as usual. And I love that. I love that. uh, Okay. We're going to hit a pause on whatever was, and we're going to address what is. And, you know, um, and just at the same time say, we don't know what God is doing, but we know who we are and we know what our response should be. Brenda, let me ask you this too. I've had a few people talk to me in these last uh, five days about, you know, we as a church, uh, it's amazing how we would shut our doors for something like this. Uh, to me, it's such an interesting uh, situation that we're in. How would you respond of why we're doing this? Well, first of all, you know, we're people under authority. And so whether it's the governmental authorities and even our church leaders, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a pastor, you're a pastor, and we have pastors. <laughs> and so we, we, we find protection and we find joy in being able to say, not my will, but your will. And God establishes authority. He works through authority and he blesses you when you come under the covering of authority. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I might have been disappointed but there's a blessing and just submission. And at the same time too, like, okay, if our mandate is to love God with everything that we have and love our neighbor as we love ourselves, we have to deny ourselves Mm. and love our neighbor by mitigating their exposure. I know people personally who have gone through cancer treatments, who are going through cancer treatments, have immune, just, you know, um, immune, uh, autoimmune suppression, and uh, they're at great risk. And so for me to continue to live my life as normal and not be aware and sensitive that my life has an impact on the lives around us, you know, would just be naive on my part. So I consider it, while it's not what I would want to do, 
I consider it my duty um, and also my honor to love my neighbor by honestly not exposing them to anything that I may have picked up or in my interactions just because um, that's what I want to do. So I think it's good. I think it's wise. And I'm glad that our leaders have chosen to do that for this season. Yeah, I I agree. And I I think that there's a part that God is using this for us. He's working in us and perfecting in us. And it's a sobering moment, right? It really is a sobering moment. What do you hear? Church to be the church. Like the church is not the four walls. It's not the building. And we know that. But when it all gets shot down and your reaction is, whoa, 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 you know, <laughs> it causes me to say, wait a minute, Lord, you're teaching me. Like we're the church, regardless of a building, regardless of the programs, regardless of all that. Like this is a great opportunity and the church is still the church. We are being the church, but we're being the church in a new wineskin right now. So good. So what do you hear the Father saying right now to the church? Oh, gosh. (laughs) It it changes. It's like constantly, like I sit with the Lord and it's like, what are you doing? And I believe that the Lord is doing something. Um, I won't won't go as far as to say the Lord has made the coronavirus come, although he sent the 10 plagues and he can certainly send the coronavirus, but I think he is definitely allowing it and using it as a wake-up call and as an opportunity, an invitation. Like, okay, when everything else falls away, what do you have? You know, and, you know, do we have him? Do we know him? Uh, Are we devoted to him? Are we living our lives for him? Are we living our, or are we living our lives uh, caught up in this machine and a matrix, so to speak, like, to get more stuff, uh, to go on more trips, to have more fun. And so these, this is a stripping away. And I'm talking about myself too. Like, what is it that you love, Brenda? Who is it that you really love? And, um, and it's good. And I think that that's what he's doing in the church. And it's almost like, um, (laughs) I have to learn this. Uh, one of my friends and you know, her Erica, Uh, You know, I have computer problems sometimes. Computers are awesome, right? They do so much. They do so much good. And at the same time, there's kinks. And like uh, the other day, you know, I'm trying to like get online and do what I'm doing with you right now on Zoom. And I was having trouble. And she said, if all else fails, just restart it. And I thought, oh, my gosh, that's the Lord. That's the Lord. Like restart it. Like it's, 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 and so what is he doing in the church? I think he's doing a restart and even in the church, you know, as goes the church, so goes the nation, you know? And so, you know, when the church is uh, humble and repenting and turning away from wickedness and crying out to God, there's a healing in the land. And so what does he want to do in the land that he wants to do in the church? When the music stops, (laughs) when the fog stops, when the programming stops, uh, where am I with him? Mm-hmm. So how should we respond as a church then? I think 
don't resist it, allow it, receive it, welcome it, allow him to do his good and perfect will and work in me. You know, um, we've all experienced some kind of loss in the middle of this, even if it's just the loss of normalcy and, you know, being on uh, track the way we thought we were going to be. He says that when he takes us through a valley, um, and there's a valley of Baca, it's a global pandemic. It's it's not an inconvenience. It's a big Mm. deal. But when he takes us through that valley, uh, he says he will turn the pools he will turn uh, turn the valley into pools of re- refreshing. And so there's a refreshing, um, restarting, a resetting that he wants to do in us. And so, Lord, refresh me. Refresh my first love. Refresh my devotion. And then in that, he says, we will pass through it, and he'll take us to glory to glory and from strength to strength. So he wants to make a deposit in the church that is, I, I believe, something new. We have the new wine. We have Christ. But maybe it's uh, a new wineskin. And so um, there's more to come. And I would just encourage the church to be open and to be receptive. Brenda, that's, that's amazing. Will you just take three minutes and speak to the bride? You know, we heard the numbers yesterday or two days ago that... We could be looking at a death toll in the United States of 100 to 200,000 people. That is just absolutely unheard of in our day and age. Just speak to the bride right now. Um, this morning when I was praying, there were two things that I felt I was I led to in Scripture. And one is in Isaiah 43. And it, starting in verse 1, he says, Do not fear. You know, he's talking to his people. Do not fear, for I have redeemed you, and I have called you by name, and you are mine. And when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they will not overflow you. And when you walk through the fire, you will not be scorched, nor will the flame burn you. And I think that whatever we see going on around us, and maybe even in our own homes and our own families and loved ones, like, Don't be afraid. God is with us. He is with us. And if you are a believer and something happens, just be encouraged. Your eternity is sealed in Jesus Christ. And, you know, that's not a loss. That's a gain. And so, you know, just don't be afraid. You know, trust in the Lord. He is with you. He promises in the Psalms, you know, Psalm 23, that even when you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, and these numbers are coming at us, fear not. Mm -hmm. I am with you. My rod and my staff, they comfort you. And so look to him. Don't look to all the people and and need to be, you know, have that. uh, The sky is not falling. Jesus is in control and Jesus is with us. And then also in Second Kings, um, let me see, I think it was 617, uh, the servant of Elisha, he became afraid because he saw this terrible uh, uh, thing coming, you know, uh, uh, advance uh, coming against them. And the servant became afraid and looked to Elisha and he was like, you know, we're outnumbered. <laughs> and Elisha said, don't be afraid. Um 
And then he prayed to the Lord and he said, open the eyes of his heart. And when he did pray that, the servant could see this invisible realm of the horses and chariots of the Most High God. And um, I think that's what the Lord wants to say. Like, you know, even like there's that song, you know, even when you don't see it, I'm working. Even when you don't feel it, I'm working. And so that just pray, Lord, give me spiritual eyes. Open the eyes of my heart that I can see what you're doing. Um, and if I, even if I don't see it, I will believe that you're working. Even if I don't feel it, I will know that you are working. I will believe it. And so uh, death is real. But our fate and our eternity is already determined. And so, church, you don't have to be afraid at all. The Lord is with us, and he is bigger than any virus. It's awesome, Brenda. Now take three minutes to speak to pastors, mm-hmm. ministry leaders, our friends that we get to walk through day by day together. Yes. So I would say to the my friends, your friends, our pastors, our shepherds, our leaders, um, first of all, so thankful for you. So thankful. Um, I remember you in prayer. And I remember you and your families and how uh, you are carrying the weight of this as the shepherds of the flock. But I want to encourage you that you too have a shepherd and to just remember to be a little sheep. And it's okay uh, to look to the shepherd and, and to say, I need to lie down right now. <laughs> Would you lead me beside some still waters right now today in this moment? Would you let me lay down in green pastures right down in this moment? And the shepherd will uh, give you rest for your soul. And then he will also strengthen you. Um, I think of David riding into Ziglag, and it was a mess. And even um, everything, it looked like everything was gone. And I know that your churches are hurting right now. Um, I know that, you know, we're not congregating like we normally do. And I know that uh, it requires uh, resources and finances uh, to do what God has called you to do. Uh, But at the same time, uh, David strengthened himself in the Lord. And he went and he took back everything that had been taken. And I don't know what the new normal is going to look like, but just know that as David was a prototype for our Lord, our Jesus, uh, and he took back everything that the enemy had taken, uh, there's nothing um, there's nothing that's been lost uh, in God's kingdom. You will have exactly what you need to do what God has called you to do. And so just be encouraged that you will lack for no good thing. Be reminded that it is not by might And it's not by strength, but by spirit. And so you have the spirit of the living God inside of you. And that's everything. That's everything. And stay devoted to him. Stay devoted to the word. Stay devoted to prayer. And he will give you all the wisdom and all the resources of heaven. Uh, They're all his. And he is an extravagant father who loves to give good gifts to you, his beloved. And then the last thing I would say is, you are the beloved. You are the beloved. And to live and and, and work today uh, with your hand to the plow as the beloved. You are the beloved of the Most High God. 
And so just rest in that and receive that, that you are His and He is yours.